Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Wake Up and Grow. I We did not have a w episode last week because I was on vacation um, just for the weekend. Um, but we're picking back up today, the 10th, and I hope you're ready for today's episode. Um, it is going to be about grace. And so I'm going to start out with our Bible reading, which is in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. I'm reading from the New Living Translation again. And here we go. I'll just read 8 through 10, actually. So it makes a little more sense. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it, the thorn, away. Each time, he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my, we my weaknesses, and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. But when I am weak, then I am strong. So this episode is about grace, um, but I wanted to specifically talk about how we receive grace from God and then how we are expected to extend grace to others as well. First, I think it's appropriate to define what grace is so that we have a baseline understanding of what we are receiving and then extending to others. So, the dictionary defines grace as a courteous, or as courteous goodwill. The Bible, or the biblical definition of grace, is the free and unmerited favor of God, which is manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings to people. And both of these definitions, the worldly definition and the biblical definition, they're they're correct. They co they coincide and they they work together. But for Christianity's sake, for understanding, I'm going to focus on the biblical definition. And within that definition, there are two key words free and unmerited because it is the free and unmerited favor of God which is manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings so those are both adjectives in this in this definition that describe grace it is free which means it costs the receiver of grace nothing to obtain it but it is also unmerited, which means it's not deserved. The receiver of this grace does not deserve the grace they are receiving. So let's let's take that, the free and the unmerited adjectives that are describing grace, and apply it to us receiving God's grace. 
on a personal note, grace is something that I will always be in awe of because of these two things, because of the fact that it's free and that I don't deserve it. And as I've gotten older, I've become more understanding of that. I've understood the idea of grace on a deeper level and with more depth and detail. And so I've come to appreciate it more. And what I've learned is that there is absolutely nothing that you and I can do to earn God's grace. No amount of good deeds or hard work will ever qualify us to receive his grace. And we, we see this pinned out by Paul in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 through 5 and then 8 through 9. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. And then 8 through 9. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. In addition to that, I believe that we can abuse and work our way out of God's grace. Grace is a gift that is freely given to us without us having to do anything or pay a cost or a price to receive it. However, this is my belief that we can reject this gift. So say God extends us grace. He, I, I believe he gives us second chances over and over again when we screw up. But if we are trying to take advantage of that grace, if we are continuing to stay in those wicked and evil ways, we end up rejecting his grace and there is a point where it will no longer be. I don't want to say no longer be extended because I think he will continue to extend grace until the end of that person's natural life. Because he, it says in the Bible that God wants everyone saved. So I think he will continue to extend grace, but there comes a point in that person's life when they have abused grace so much to the point that that they will not see it as important enough to change. They will no longer see it as a reason to change. They just see it as a get out of jail free card. And therefore are rejecting the change that grace requires. And this this grace it that this change that grace requires isn't a before after. Like it's not a before you get this grace you have to do X. 
it's you've gotten grace so change your ways that's the best way I know to explain it and as stated in the, the biblical definition of grace God shows us this grace through salvation in Jesus Christ as well as blessings that he sends our way in Hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 through 16 the writer tells us that God through Jesus understands our human condition he he understands that we are tempted and we fall short of his holy standards all the time we all have sin in our lives but like it says here in these verses so then since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven Jesus the Son of God let us hold firmly to what we believe this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we did yet he did not sin so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God there we we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most so God lived 33 years as a human but also obviously as God because he did not fall for the temptations that we face but he knows what it's like to be tempted Therefore, he knows that we can change our ways to align with his. That is why we are extended grace, so that we have the opportunity to change. And this is an opportunity that he knows people will take if given. And this is kind of what brings me to my second point, which is us extending grace to others. If we go back to Titus chapter 2 verse 11 it says for the grace of God has been revealed bringing salvation to all people this is letting us know that grace the grace of God it extends not just to us or a reserved most holy people it's it, is not reserved for just pastors and churchgoers. It has been and continues to be extended to all peoples. Those are the literal words right here in the Bible. All people. And all people includes the wicked, the righteous, the old, the young, people of all color, people of all religions people of all sexualities all everybody included so we should also extend grace to all people as as Christians I think that we can sometimes get so caught up in our current holiness um, our, our current I guess stature or 
position in faith that we forget the sin that we came from. And that is a very dangerous thing to do for multiple reasons. One of those probably, probably the, the biggest one being that we then begin to abuse God's grace because we forget the grace that was first extended to us. And so we put our own souls in danger. And, but the second being that we forget that we were like the other people that we are to go and minister to. And so we then put their souls in danger because we refuse to extend or to go out and try and win souls for Christ. And this is pointed out in Romans. So if you want to go back there. Um, but chapter 3 is the one is where I'm going to start. I've got a couple things in Romans. But chapter 3 verse 23 For everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. I mean, that's as plain and simple as it gets. You don't need to dissect that anymore. <laughs> we all have sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious or holy standard. And if we jump over to chapter 5, verse 21... We see that it says, So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So for us to try and deny someone grace in comparison to our human standards, that tells and shows them that they could never receive God's grace against his holy standard. We are causing them to believe that God's grace is not for them. And this is not true whatsoever. God's grace is for anyone who will accept it. Same as salvation. Now, with, with that being said, there is a fine line and a difference between extending someone grace and allowing them to take advantage of us and walk all over us like a welcoming mat. And therefore, we have to set boundaries that align with the Bible, and those boundaries should remain firmly in place and adhered to. We, we cannot allow someone to abuse our grace similarly as we would not abuse God's grace. And so to kind of segue into my final point, when we extend grace to others, we show them the love and grace of God. We show them that they can receive grace and love from God as well. 
especially if they know that we are a Christian. Because we, we Christian literally translates to little Christ. We are, are a reflection of who Christ is. And so we are going to be looked to in order to find out who God is. <laughs> Anytime my brain works in a weird way in that like literally anything relates back to a song. And so it, grace, the word grace, always brings up the song Amazing Grace. And I think... I think God's grace is described as amazing because we do not deserve it and it's free of charge on our part. Uh, we know that he is the one who paid the cost. And so that's amazing for us. That's amazing for me as the individual. But it's also amazing because I get, I have the ability and the privilege to extend that same grace to others. Grace is the gift that grows. Grace is the gift that extends beyond generations. And so the next time that you feel wronged at the supermarket, <laughs> Maybe give the cashier, or if you are the cashier, give the customer a little grace. Practice extending grace and you will receive grace. I want to again thank you for listening um, and remind you that Wake Up and Grow releases episodes bi-weekly. This is every other Monday. And I encourage you to go give Wake Up and Grow a follow on Instagram at WUG Podcast. That's spelled W-U-G Podcast. And go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm your host, Natalie Bittinger. And this has been Wake Up and Grow. <laughs>